Good morning and welcome to the ALC Daily Podcast. My name is Pastor Jared Pollard. And this is Pastor Benjamin Davis. And this is Natalie Pollard. <laughs> I feel like you're going to need to work on that rhythm, I will, Natalie. next time. <laughs> I missed my beat. You'll, you'll catch on. In the <laughs> hey, we're continuing the discussion about how you will grow better when you grow together. And um, in Monday's podcast, we discussed the difference between the sequoias that intertwine their roots, and that is how they grow to be like the biggest, tallest, fattest, <laughs> craziest trees in the world, and uh, to, to even to the point where you can make a tunnel through one, mm-hmm. and ver- versus an oak, which mm-hmm. goes down by itself, which mm-hmm. is vulnerable. And uh, you, you know what I got to thinking about mm. is um, my little example of this is not a sequoia nor an oak, but a Bradford pear mm. that I loved in my backyard. Do you remember that ba- Bradford yes, pear? But- so the deal was we put a Bradford pear in our backyard and it never took any damage. We had some crazy storms and it mm. did great and it grew big and it was awesome until... 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 The day that the property behind us, it was owned by Cox mm-hmm. South Hospital, they went and deforested that property. I mean, they took out almost, they took out probably, what, 80% of the trees back yeah. there. They did it because they were, uh, they weren't just deforesting. I think they were getting complaints about poison ivy and they couldn't deal with the poison ivy until they took out all the hawthorns mm-hmm. and then there it goes. So they removed all those trees. And then kaboom, a windstorm comes through and I lost my Bradford mm. pear. And I was trying to figure out, I've had that thing for all these years. And never it crushed took... the trampoline. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> that's why it's heartbreaking. Oh, that's what you're thinking about. Yeah. <laughs> it crushed that trampoline. It crushed that you it. <laughs> that I bought. You did with your own money. Yeah. Your own miracle money. Yeah. <laughs> we told Natalie... She wanted a trampoline, and I said, well, buy one. And she said, I don't have the money. I said, pray for it. And uh, I mean, you know, within a couple months, you had the money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that it is. So when they removed those trees, my Bradford pear fell apart. And it took me a while to figure out what happened was that those trees, that forest back there was no mm. longer providing a shield mm. for the Bradford pear. And then it, there it goes. Yeah. And now there's an example of you can be a weakling, because <laughs> yeah. Bradford pears are weaklings. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're they're. You can be a weakling, but in other words, you could be weak in faith. Mm-hmm. But if you're connected well to people, mm-hmm. you're going to do great. Stand up, yeah. I just yep. think that's a that's a great illustration, right? Absolutely. Yep. So we're going to move on and talk about um, community, and uh, you know, you said something on Sunday that. Um, really caused me to think about um, this. So, so community is kind of a catchword. It's kind mm-hmm. of a byword. Your age group uses that a lot, don't they? We I do. Know. What I do you guys mean when you say community? We need community. We need I know, community. Do you know how many times I've been in a I meeting where there's been a young adult <laughs> in there and, and somebody says, well, what do you think about this? And, and their answer is, well, you know, our age wants community. And I'm like, what do you really mean by that? <laughs> I think, so, <laughs> I think we like the idea of community. It's probably the... Oh, we like the hey, idea. Hey, we're getting of there. We're getting but there. But with though. ALC, we're getting much better into the community, uh-huh. not just mm-hmm. the idea. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, well uh, give me uh, what 
is what does that look like? I mean, what, tell me if you had an idea, if you had a utopia at ALC, <laughs> what would community look like in our utopia? Yeah, it's the willingness for people to lean on each other and to hold each other accountable. And you to know, grow together. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's yeah. a, it is a sign of maturity, I think, that happens when you're willing to be able to be held accountable. Mm. It's, uh, I want you to hold me accountable. I know mm-hmm. I'm going to mess up. So mm-hmm. I'm going to position myself with people that I know who are going to call me out when mm. I start slipping. Well, everybody likes the idea of that because mm-hmm. what that means is you have deep relationships mm-hmm. and that means that you have help when something goes on. Mm-hmm. But you have to be willing to humble yourself for when those moments come. You yeah. don't just reject what they're trying to tell you. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm reading this book called Five Dysfunctions of a Team right now. Are, have you started that? restarted that again? Yeah, uh, I haven't restarted it yet. But. So I'm in a pastor's cohort and it's required reading. I've read it once, so I'm listening to it on audiobook mm-hmm. the second time through. When I first read that book years ago, I remember thinking, uh, we don't really function like a team in our mm-hmm. leadership circles. In our, and so I decided to change that. And I knew what it would require. And um, I said, I, I thought, you know, this will never happen unless I set this up. At the time, our team functioned by basically I called all the shots mm-hmm. and we did them. So mm-hmm. I called the shot and then the team implemented. Mm-hmm. But the concept of a team is that you actually openly debate your ideas, mm-hmm. then pick the best idea, and then the team holds other team members accountable mm-hmm. for whether we're focused on the team vision or not. Yeah. And better things come from it when we, when we do that, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I remember making a key decision, and I said to the staff, we need to do mm-hmm. this now. I'm ready. Mm. Now let's discuss it. Mm. And and I intentionally, and, and sure enough, it was the old school. Everybody started getting on board. But I was <laughs> waiting for, does anybody disagree with that decision? <laughs> and sure enough, uh, someone finally said, this scares the weebie-jeebies out of me. <laughs> and then that created this entire debate Mm-hmm. about the timing of doing it. And um, I had previously in my mind set myself for if the team vetoes you, you're going to be vetoed. I gave, without telling the team, I gave them veto power. Mm-hmm. And the discussion kept going mm-hmm. and people got bolder and bolder mm-hmm. and pretty much the consensus was, I think we need to plan six months for this shift, not not implement immediately. Mm-hmm. And then I said, okay. yeah. I allowed myself to be vetoed to create team accountability. Which is hard to do as a leader. It's hard to do as a leader. Yeah. But so important. But so important. Otherwise, you're only operating on the wisdom of one person. Yep. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But there's good counsel in a multitude of of counselors. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And what I really think makes this work um, is, you know, we're not interested in just pulling leadership teams together or putting community together that is just based on likeness between the people. Right. What we have is we have a center on Jesus. Right. Mm -hmm. So essentially what that means is anybody could be a part of any group. Right. Mm -hmm. Because regardless of what's going on in our lives, regardless of our personal beliefs, social beliefs, political Mm -hmm. beliefs, we can relate to each other because we're centered around Christ at the middle. I think that's what makes it so different. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's also what can make it so challenging. And when you're going through something tough, you've got that community, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, Mm -hmm. to hold you up and you're going to have to take turns on who you're 
holding up, you right. know, but that's the point of the community right. is like this week, maybe, um, this couple needs our support. They need our mm-hmm. prayer. They need meals. They need this, this, and this, but next week, maybe another couple needs it. And then down the road, maybe you're going to need it, right. but that's what the community is for. It's to lift each other up. And like Jared said, you've got that foundation of the Lord and you can speak truth into that, into every single situation, Uh which is honestly what you need the most when you're going through a tough time too. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So what, what we see God doing, this is, this is the move of the Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. He's always giving one person faith Mm -hmm. for another person's doubts. Yes, Yes, that's true. Right. Yep. He's always giving one person encouragement for another person's discouragement. That's right. Uh, and this is the move of the Holy Spirit and where mm-hmm. you're accountable to each other and meeting regularly, this is just a normal thing because yeah. we all go through ups and downs. But yeah. the oak tree tries to do it by themselves. That's true. The sequoia says, no, I'm going to need God's people That's right. to do this, right? That's yep. right. Um, so, uh, you know, you used in your message, you use Acts chapter uh, 1, mm-hmm. right? Um, and uh, I just... I just, I want to read this because it says, it really, Jesus was, this was his first command. While staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. And he said, you, plural, Mm -hmm. you heard from me, for John Baptist's water, you, plural, will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, So the command was, hang out together, Mm -hmm. be faithful in your meetings, Mm -hmm. And I will pour out the Holy Spirit upon that. Now that that messed with me a little bit mm-hmm. because in your message you you said community leads to encounters mm-hmm. and encounters leads to growth. Mm-hmm. Now most American Christians would say would agree with the second part of that. Encounters mm-hmm. lead to growth, mm-hmm. but community mm-hmm. that leads to encounters is not really how we think. Mm-mm. It's not. Let's dive into that. Yeah, I think there's. Um there's and it's not purely american but i do believe it is prominent here of individualism i mean what does almost every book and every movie that we watch it's about one person who has something who's special about them that sets them apart from everybody else mm. and it's all about that individualistic thought process which we love those stories because really it's an imitation of the greatest story ever told, mm-hmm. which is there is always a central figure that honestly is Christ-like mm-hmm. when you look in the context of what that story is. Mm-hmm. Well, we're called to be like Christ, but we cannot make the sacrifice that Christ made. Mm-hmm. We're, that's not what we were made to do. Mm-hmm. And so you have to switch from, okay, so we're not Christ. We're followers of Christ. What did Christ tell his followers to mm-hmm. do? Yeah. And that was, it was always you all. Let's do this together. Jesus always did ministry with his disciples right there. Yeah, and and from a biblical perspective, I'm a I'm a book guy. Mm-hmm. I I had never really put it together in the in the order you did mm-hmm. of that the Pentecost Acts two the mm-hmm. outpouring of the Holy Spirit was a blessing that was poured out on a group of people that had mm-hmm. been faithfully meeting. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. It 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 wasn't an it wasn't the initiation mm-hmm. of a group of people. It no. was poured out on a group of people. Mm-hmm. And that just I tell you why that kind of talked to me a little bit is that 
I study great men of God as mm-hmm. a as I like their biographies, mm-hmm. and I, that's a habit of mine. I, I love those books. And you know how many of those people were birthed in a faithful prayer meeting, mm-hmm. a grandma's prayer meeting? Yeah. Do you know that the most recent revival that has cut, swept the the world was actually birthed in Argentina? Uh, by a grandma's prayer meeting. Mm-hmm. If you go to the roots of where that thing came out, yeah. it was in a grandma's prayer meeting of a of of just some faithful women and a and a pastor. He jokes that uh, mm-hmm. he had a, I had a bunch of grandmas and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but their fa- God poured out yeah. on their faithfulness and then then just this released this crazy revival in Argentina yeah. that then some. Americans got a hold of, mm-hmm. and then it swept. So I'm saying it swept this way. Yeah, absolutely, it was it was small group community. This mm-hmm. was the birthing place of this thing. Mm-hmm. I, I just find that to be um, amazing that community is going to birth yeah. encounters. Yeah. Um, but encounters don't always birth community. No, they don't. Mm-mm. They don't. What do you think happens to an encounter of the Holy Spirit when it doesn't move to community? It dies. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the, that's the short of it. It dies. And, you know, I can think personally, you know, I've had God speak specific things to me on my own. Um, and, you know, a lot of the times what I view those as are those are prophetic in nature. And the prophetic, you know, there's foretelling and forthtelling. But more than anything, the prophetic to me is an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so God is offering people opportunities all the time. Mm-hmm. The what we have to, and, and this is hard, what we have to break ourselves down to realize is that opportunity is not going to come into fruition when if you try it by yourself. Right. And I know a lot of people who try to do that, and they're not happy because it feels like, oh, I, I just feel like I'm treading water. I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. It's like, well, we weren't meant to do those things by ourselves. Mm-hmm. And very rarely does God speak to an individual and give them something that is meant for them to keep all to themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, you, you can look at Scripture very rarely. I mean, even if you go back to the very beginning and making his first covenants, it wasn't just to you, Abraham, you yeah. alone, right. will I make my covenant with. No, it says to you and your offspring. And God knew what Abraham's offspring was going to do. Sure, yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm in Exodus uh, in my Bible reading right now. And, you know, Moses goes up on the mountain and he's taken too long. Uh, in the mind of the Israelites. Mm-hmm, yeah. And they're like, all right, take, everybody take your gold and we're going to make a golden calf. And, we're gonna do that. and Moses comes down and he's like, what the heck are you guys doing? And Aaron's just like, the, the cow just came out of the flames. <laughs> and it, it's it a just, miracle cow. It just appeared just out of the flames. <laughs> and so, you know, he knew the stubbornness and the ridiculousness that yeah. was going to come. I mean, he just brought them out of Egypt mm-hmm, literally yeah. a couple months before. Right. And they're already at that point where they're mm-hmm. forgetting what's happening. Mm-hmm. And it's because... You know, Moses was trying to introduce them to that covenant, to that community, and they weren't accepting. Yeah. Is really what it comes down to. Right. So a lot of us, what we have to do is we have to determine, like Moses did, people are going to be stupid. <laughs> we have to still <laughs> continue to offer what God has given us to yeah. other people. And people are going to reject it. There are going to be some people who reject it. Mm-hmm. There are going to be some people who don't fit in our community. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. Yeah. It's it's okay mm-hmm. for us to do that. And so I think that's the big shift that we have to do. What God gives you is not meant just for you. Yeah. Our model at Abundant Life is home groups mm-hmm. uh, and uh, for this. And Natalie, what? Uh, tell me where that's going with young adults. 
Oh yeah, with young adults, we are going to be starting a home group on Thursday nights at 6.30. And whoa, whoa. And we're going to start with young adults, young families. We're all going to come together at the church um, and we're going to just have we're going to have community nights, AKA like we're going to do game nights. We're Mm going to do fun, but Mm -hmm. then we're also going to have encounters of, we might be doing some worship nights. Mm -hmm. We're going to be doing, um, probably going deeper in Mm -hmm. the scripture, going deeper in prayer, Mm -hmm. um, and just uplifting each other with that too. And then we've got a long-term vision of splitting into smaller home groups, but then Mm -hmm. coming together once a month as a young adult community. And if somebody wants to get involved in that, what, what, what's the best way? Well, first of all, we have a young adults, um, Super Bowl party. Oh, yeah. This week. Oh, now, there you go. we're at this week already. Yeah. Um, on Sunday, it starts at 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. By the way, I'm going to be preaching in something, Chiefs. I'm, Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be leading worship I'm, in I'm, something, I think, Chiefs. I think <laughs> I'm going to wear a Chiefs a Mahomes jersey. You should. Uh, I think that, yeah. I think you well, should. Yeah. I'll, I'll be wearing the Travis Kelsey jersey. So okay. I feel like that's appropriate. It is yeah, appropriate. Yeah, that's okay. appropriate. Okay. That's yeah, appropriate. Right. Got it. But yeah, so we'll have, a young, we'll have a Super Bowl party. But at that Super Bowl party, we're going to have fun. It's going to be, you know, games and food and football, but during halftime, we're actually going to be sharing the vision of the young adults mm-hmm. with all the, and when I say young adults, it is young adults, but young families as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will have childcare too. So that we're trying to make it super young family oriented as well. Yeah. Okay. So that's not our encouragement. If you're not involved in a small group, it's time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's time to commit to the level that you're like clockwork mm-hmm. there. And I want to encourage you, if you're listening to this podcast, and let's say you feel some weak areas of your life. You may feel like that Bradford pair. Mm-hmm. If you'll connect and be like clockwork in your home group, the the home group around you will shield you. Yeah. And it won't matter that you've got some areas that you're weak in. You'll mm-hmm. be stronger in the Lord than you actually are yeah. because you're connected to people. Yep. Thank you for joining us today. Abundant Life Church is committed to being a church of home groups. To get involved in a home group, please call our office at 417-881-1532 or visit our website at Abundant.us to learn how. You can also join us on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. in person or on YouTube for amazing encounters with God.